The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. You can't stand alone. Give in. Learn to get along with people. Start to design the kind of buildings everybody else does. Then you'll be rich. You'll be famous. You'll be admired. You'll be one of us. Is that what disturbs you about me, Peter, that I want to stand alone? Is that it? And if you do what everybody else wants you to do and what everybody expects of you, will you be rich, even if you have a lot of money? You might be rich, but maybe not in spirit. And that drop is from The Fountainhead, and The Fountainhead was written, of course, by Ayn Rand, A-Y-N-R-A-N-D. And money, let's talk about becoming rich and money and can money buy happiness? And we're going to talk a little bit about that today with Dr. Tara Smith. She's a professor of philosophy at the University of Texas at Austin. And Dr. Smith is the author of several books on ethics and a pamphlet, Money can buy happiness and that's a wonderful pamphlet a real eye-opener it doesn't ensure happiness but it's a wonderful eye-opener and that's available at amazon.com or at my website drkenner.com and i want to welcome you to the show dr smith um you've said that money can buy happiness but it doesn't necessarily buy happiness in every case uh can you talk a little bit about that Sure, and thanks so much for having me. I love getting to talk about this. The title of that pamphlet was deliberately provocative and trying to get people's attention. And literally, you can't buy happiness in the sense that you can buy my pamphlet on happiness or you can buy a suit off the rack. But we are so accustomed to the denunciation of money. Money is the root of all evil, and people are greedy and selfish, and they just want money. And really, that's a short, uh, the way that, that denunciation is used is as code and a shorthand to slam self, a, a person's self-interest more broadly. Oh, that's interesting. That's what held me to want to write in defense of money, which is central to right. people's actually being able to have happy lives. Now, you ask about exactly how it can play this role, and, and as I say in the, in the, in the article, it cannot, money cannot guarantee happiness. But what money represents, money is just you know, the symbol, the medium through which people trade goods. But what it really stands for is goods, right. meaning the things that people have made that are valuable to people, whether it be physical, material goods like clothes and houses and medicines, uh, food, that sort of thing, or whether it be services, like a musical composition, maybe that's not the best example, uh, you know, gardening services, trim your lawn so you don't have to do it in the heat, right? Or right. cut your hair, or teach you how to speak French, or whatever it might be, or medical services, right, or computer mm-hmm. repair services. There are all sorts of valuable things, goods and services, that people produce. And if you are the kind of person who produces values, you will gain money, which will help you gain your happiness because you will have that money to then spend on the wonderful products of other people so that you can customize your experience to be more of what you want it to be, what makes your life satisfying. Right, and and it can be... It can. It doesn't necessarily buy happiness. People can spend their money uh, improperly. They can buy drugs. They can sure. uh, go gamble with it. They can just throw their lives away. Buy a lot of right. goods, but a showy house where they don't value the house because they love that type of design, but because they can right. show it off to other people. They'll never yeah. get happy that way. 
People sometimes have really stupid motivations for wanting money, and they sometimes try to gain money in completely dishonest, non-productive ways that aren't really going to contribute to their, their happiness. But unfortunately, many people conclude from the fact of those people that money right. itself must be bad, and that doesn't follow. Okay. Look, medicines, good, wonderful medicines that help many, many people tremendously. Those can be misused, right? That right, doesn't mean there's right. something wrong with medicine. So just the fact that money per se can be misused is, uh, you know, a relatively superficial side issue. It doesn't get to the nature of what money is, where money comes from. There would be no money if there were no goods, genuinely objective values that human beings created, thought up, and then went about actually bringing into existence that are valuable to other people that we want. That's why then we created this thing called money to get us past a barter system so that we could much more efficiently and effectively and productively exchange the wealth that we create. So but there, that's really more at core what it is. So there's a confusion, though, because there are the people that you're referring to, the people who make the shoes or who make the air conditioning or the airplanes or the cars or the good food, the gourmet food, or even the McDonald's. The, they, they're the money makers, the money creators. And then there are the people who are... Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad, and then Alan will be back. Romance. Oh. I wish guys knew more about what we want from a relationship. <laughs> Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Ah, uh, here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance. A serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Hmm, The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. There are the money makers, the money creators, and then there are the people who are the money appropriators. That's what you call them. And yeah. that's a really important distinction for people to have, that if you are a money creator, you can take a, and you, you make a, a legitimate product that's decent, then, you know, it's not snake oil or whatnot, mm -hmm. then you can feel proud of your wealth. Whereas if you're somebody who's taking money and a money appropriator, which would be what? The entitlement programs we have going now? What would be some examples? Uh, someone who's yeah, stealing money? To take a, a, a quick buck or a fast buck, as we usually use that expression, meaning, in effect, trying to get something for nothing. Trying right. to get things that he hasn't earned and that he isn't willing to try to earn. So right. whether it be through government programs, demands for handouts, right. you know, or whether it be just on a more individual basis and many other variations, it's the, I don't want to earn, I don't want to produce anything, yeah. I don't want to create anything that I will bring to the trading floor, so to speak, right, and say, right. hey, this is what I made. I think this can be really valuable to you. If you think so, let's trade, right? right. No, I think the distinction you raise is a really important one between the money maker, the creator, the producer, and the money appropriator. That's a distinction that Ayn Rand discusses, by the yeah. way, in an essay called The Money-Making Personality. And I would really recommend the essay and the book. There's a book that was published in 2011. It's called Why Businessmen Need Philosophy. It's the second edition of this book. It is by no means useful only for people in business. There are a lot of good discussions of the essential character of money, and in one of these essays, Ayn Rand talks about this idea that a lot of people, because they have too superficial an understanding of what money is and where money comes from, they just want to man 
They want to get money, the currency, more cash, as it were, right. by manipulating other people, by cheating other people. Or by stealing from mom's purse. I, yeah, yeah. And, the and, creator and the, stands the on his own judgment. That. The parasite follows the opinions of others. Okay, I think uh, that that's that's the point you're making. The creator stands on his own judgment, and the parasite follows the opinions of others. Right, and he's just trying to manipulate what other people to to take unfair advantage of what other people have already created. So con artists, you have con value maker, right. the money maker. He brings a value to trade. Right, yeah. right. Now we, you know, I have examples in my life, and I'm sure you do, of someone who's poor and they're happy. I mean, they are, they have bring such joy to their life and their family's mm-hmm. life. Can a poor person be happy? Yes, undoubtedly, a poor person can be happy. He can be happier if he has more money, because more money gives him more options. It gives him more choices about how to spend his time, what he has to do. But happiness isn't a function purely of how much money you have. We all also know about the rich people who aren't happy. Right, okay? right. There's no necessary direct cause and effect correlation here. But, I mean, happiness is a matter of fundamentally how you lead your life. That's wonderful. And it can you make another... It really comes from, am I leading my life in the kind of way that is in principle going to achieve my values? Okay, so... The... me, help me to flourish. That's really what your happiness is a function of. So if the person's flourishing, but they're an artist and they don't make a lot of money, they can certainly be happy, even if they, they don't have man- a mansion. So listen, mm-hmm. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. If you want uh, the pamphlet that Dr. Tara Smith has written, it's Money Can Buy Happiness, a fascinating read, a short pamphlet, and you can get it at Amazon.com or at my website, drkenner.com, D-R-K-E. Thank you so much, Dr. Tara Smith, for joining Thanks us today. Thanks so much today. for having me. For more Dr. Kenner podcasts, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke, who's world famous for his theories in goal setting. Constant, fresh, and interesting communication makes yourself lovable, but this takes work. To keep your relationship and the conversation interesting over a period of years, stay mentally active and alert. Together, learn and discover new things, acquire new tastes, study new ideas, and choose new values. If you shut your mind off, you'll become a bore and no one will enjoy talking with you, not even your mother. Vegetables are good to eat, but they aren't any fun to converse with. If you want to be loved, work to make yourself lovable. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.